Hey everyone, Ken here once again. Happy Halloween. We're here to remind you that you still have time to call in or text or email us your answer for the prompt, what was the first horror movie that scared you? Uh, Don't forget, we'll be compiling all of those and playing them on next week's episode. You can email us at overtalkingpod at gmail.com or call or text us at usacat1591. All of that info is in the show notes and we can't wait to hear from you. All right. Enjoy the show. All right, Danny, can we please have a one-word spooky-themed prompt? Family. Oh, said spooky, not Fast and Furious. Here we go. Depending on who your family is. Yeah. Woman. (laughs) You had that too quick. It's on here. All right, here we go. Ooh, spooky family. Um, I mean, a lot of my relatives are ghosts, so that's pretty spooky. I guess uh, same. Yeah, yeah, like all my grandparents are ghouls. Um, they live up at the cabin. Ghouls? Yeah, specifically ghouls. Uh, they're at the cabin. I've introduced them to friends of mine. Creepy. Hold on one second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. <laughs> This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests, but we're wrapping up Spooky Month here, so happy Halloween, because we're going to be talking about Basket Case this week. Do you have the time to listen to me Yep. We're talking about the music video by Green Day. Green Day's Basket Case. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on YouTube, probably. I just want to say that I think we're off to a great start. Anytime the guest puts his head into his hands and leans forward, <laughs> I love the energy. We're going to have a great one today, folks. We definitely are. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's just bring our guests on right away. What do you say? Please. This week, we have returning guest Danny. Welcome back. Hey. Hey. Oh, hey. Thank, thank you so much, because I, I, I always try my best to not talk through the this, this start, but... Yeah, you guys make me crack up and want to interject about everything. Please. Good. That's why you're here. Yeah. Yes. What we've brought you here to do. Uh, I know you guys aren't participating, but I, but I am. Here is my shot of Jefferson's at sea whiskey. Hell yeah. Start wow. The day. This was is- aged at sea. <laughs> okay. How does that work? They just put the barrel on a boat and go, <laughs> all right. Now, here's what's crazy it says, Voyage. Like Voyage Twenty Seven, and it has a teeny tiny little pamphlet that tells you where it was sailed around. This <laughs> this one was uh, around the the Caribbean, the Bahamas. Okay, uh, I can really can you taste that. Yeah, I can I can really <laughs> taste the flavor of various seamen that uh, yeah. I suppose handled uh, the the barrels. What we did salty. with this year's yeah. whiskey brand was we took it on a little ride. We put it in a barrel and put it on a boat and it sailed around the world. It really gathered the essence of where it's been. It's well-traveled. But, you know, it's actually pretty good. It had an Uh, all-you-can-eat buffet. All jokes Uh, aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It only retched overboard three times. (laughs) Good. Glad you liked it. I don't think I've ever heard of that brand. No, No, it's... so, All I know um, is that's not that's not Jacko Blast. So. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's you know what? It's no Jacko Blast. Well, I had Shame. To, some someday we'll you'll guys have to come by. We'll watch some movies in my ridiculous basement, and you can you can try some out. Sounds oh, great. Yeah. So, quick hard segue because uh, I don't know where else to fit this in. But uh, coming up next week, we'll be talking about my experience at the Music Box of Horrors. Uh, like we did last year. Uh, and of course, I have already been and did it. 
<laughs> but uh, we'll talk about how well I did next week. But anyway, uh, I want to quickly run down the movies because I think Danny may actually know some of the random movies uh, that were shown. We'll see. Oh, I yeah. actually don't know what they're they're showing this year because uh, it's just a non-starter for me. 20, <laughs> 24 hours in seats that are uh, crippling to me. Yeah, yeah uh, very doesn't sound fun. But if but if you do want to listen to what it might sound like if I did go to the music box of horrors, you can check out some episode of the Double Murder Podcast, presented by BloodyDisgusting.com, which I'm told is the largest horror movie website in the world. Who tells you? That's that? probably well, true. Well, the, 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 the people who, owned, who started it and ah. then scammed me into doing a podcast for them for free. No monetary compensation. Unlike ours. Getting yeah, paid heavily for get paid right. a lot. Is, that, is it still sponsored by Bloody Disgusting? Even though well, it hasn't I mean, been made in like... Two years? I uh, hypothetically, yeah. I was just talking to those guys <laughs> about playing basketball sometime soon. So, like, same thing. Yes, that's the same thing. You're still in there. Yeah, like we're, if we're nice. old man pick up basketball is the same. Most people yeah. started a podcast during the pandemic. You guys were like, "Well, now we're done." No, this is <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Totally yes. makes sense. Totally makes yeah. sense. No more. All right, I'm going to run down the movies that I definitely already saw, uh, <laughs> and they're in no particular order. Because the schedule has definitely already been released. Okay, here we go. Uh, Masiste in Hell. Anyone? Nope. nope. Ghost cool. Uh, Devil times five. <laughs> I imagine it's fun. the fifth Can't... in the series. Or now, are you, I don't think so. Are you saying okay. Devil X five, or are you saying mm-hmm. Devil five times? I or wish it... it was either of those, but it's literally <laughs> the I word love times. If it was Devil Devil Devil. Devil, Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Devil five no super yeah, no. boring. Uh, the killing of Satan. Why'd you want to kill that guy? Apparently, he needed to be put down. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. We hail Satan. Don't kill him. Yeah, that's right. Flesh eater. Flesh eater. Anyone? No. Okay, here we go. Here's the movies that you will actually know. The next four are the only ones that I know. Uh, Hellbound, Hellraiser two. Of course. Okay. Mm, I've heard of them. <laughs> Ernest scared stupid. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> God, yes. Uh, now, now I'm interested in going. Absolutely. Uh, Blade? Oh, okay. Yeah. I had had never seen Blade before. I, yeah. I wait, still uh, really? Yeah. Oh, Blade boy. Right? I can't wait till you watch the rest of them. They're, uh, they're, I think they're legitimately really good. Yeah, okay. I know. I, I've only heard good things. Uh, Idle Hands. Nice. Done, yeah. done that. We've on covered an that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. Then some weird 38 minute long movie called Computer Hearts. I guarantee no one's heard of that. Uh, the Night of the Hunter. Don't know. Blood for Dracula, which apparently is the follow up to Flesh for Frankenstein. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's fun alone. Um, and, then, and then Water for Werewolves. Yes. <laughs> um, the Oracle. I think I've no? heard of that okay. one. Okay. And then and <laughs> ending it up with uh, Twilight Syndrome colon Dead Go Round. <sighs> dead Go Round? <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Okay. I thought Danny might know any of these, but that no. is... Uh, okay. No, cool. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't put up with crap that well. <laughs> Why are uh, on this show? And yet, yeah, really... <laughs> And yet you chose Basket Case, which yeah. we will talk about that and more coming up on the Over Talking Podcast. Ooh. 
what is the secret Dwayne is hiding in the basket? What's in the basket? Easter eggs? What's in the basket? My brother. What's in the basket? Open it, if you dare. Basket case. Ken, do you want to know the audience score of Devil Times 5? Oh, yeah. 32%. That's higher than most things that we watch on this show, so that's not bad. Fair. And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast room once again by returning guest Danny, and we're talking about Basket Case. Danny, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe this movie for someone who's never heard or seen it, which is probably a lot of people. Yep. Ready, go. Uh, so imagine you're a young child and your older cousins who you think are really cool say like, hey, you should definitely watch this movie. Uh, and then you watch part of it, not even all of it. And for almost the rest of your life, you avoid watching it because you were kind of freaked Sounds out like as a kid. That's what this movie is. Uh, you classic right. Siamese twin Four, tale. You three, should definitely watch it. Two. <laughs> Hard disagree. (laughs) Wow. All right. So let's dive into that a little bit more. So again, the theme for this month is we're asking all the guests, what's the first horror movie you remember that scared you? And of course you chose this. So that's an interesting backstory. Had had you literally not watched it again until now? That's pretty, that's true. Wow. I, um, man, it's so funny thinking about this now because I have these like flashes of memory. I was really young when I watched this uh, and I think I was still living in Louisville and my older cousins down there who are, who are like, like brothers and sisters to me, like had me, had me watch it or watch it with them. And it, it, like my memory of it is that it's a much more serious horror movie than than it is. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Sure. Um, Right. But, but it's, it, it all makes sense. Like as I was watching it, it made sense to me why I thought things were scarier than they were. And and they're scary is not what I would call this movie, uh, this movie. Right. Like, but I had, man, I think this is such a great premise for a series of episodes. I'm so happy you asked me to be honest. And I'm so happy. I remember this movie and, and like gave myself a reason to sit down and watch it end to end. Uh, just like the memories that came back, uh, wh- whether it was like watching the movie or just like my time living down there. Um, and then just how like, you know, you know, memory plays such funny tricks on you. How would I have the context as a child to know that this stuff is like humorous schlock? You know, <laughs> right. It, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's just the innocence of being a kid, man. You don't know. Yeah. I did want to point that out that you, you say humorous and IMDb does have this as a horror slash comedy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. It, 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 is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like you can, and you can tell that the performances are hammy and they, and they, and they know what they're doing. They, there's like, I, I'm surprised they don't just like straight up wink straight in the camera sometimes, you know, like they, they know what they've put together. They know that this is not going anywhere, but like, they gave a shit. They, they, they tried. And so it's become, you know, you say like, you know, many, most people probably haven't seen it. Maybe that's true, but it's, it's this like true cult classic, you know, like from what I understand it, it, 
you know, obviously it did nothing in the theaters, but once it was able to be released on VHS and made it to like the rental stores, it's just been like this constant fixture, you know, albeit yeah. like very low key in the background, you know. For sure. Yeah. So I, th- the way I watched this was, uh, Danny, are you familiar with Joe Bob Briggs? I am. Okay. He, he covered this on one of his shows. Um, and so I downloaded, or I watched it normally and, uh, <laughs> legally acquired, legally yes. acquired it. So Just I, I, like I bought that HD Blu-ray version of it that I, that I watched on yeah, disc, absolutely. physical disc yeah. that I own. Right. Same. Um, anyway, he had, he had some fun backstory, but he apparently was partially responsible for the unedited cut that we all now watch uh, being widely available because apparently after it had initially left theaters, they trimmed it way down to be more of a comedy by removing all of the gore. Mm. And that's what was being shown around. But before they had the drive-in premiere of it, uh, apparently Joe Bob Briggs, who, for those who don't know, is like a famous movie host, specifically along with drive-ins. he yeah pushed for it to be uh, put back together and and now we can all thoroughly enjoy it right CJ yeah so <laughs> enjoyed it so much <laughs> CJ can you tell me some of the ways in which you enjoyed this movie gladly <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let me get my notes here <laughs> oh it's just a blank uh, sheet of paper wow what's there all these. Um, <laughs> There's a time at that very early on where the doctor is knows some. They're at the doctor's office that they've hunt, hunted down, and they're gonna kill him. And he's kind of like freaked out. He hears noises in his office, and so he runs into a room and pushes a desk up against the door to like prevent somebody from opening the door. Except that the door swings the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> as that as that was happening, I was thinking to myself, what What's even the purpose of this anyway? Is it Oh, I'm going to put so much heavy stuff that I can't, like, somebody can't open this. And it's like, man, a good shove will make anything slide. Like, you have to put so much in. And that's when I noticed it's not even the right way. Yeah. No. (laughs) You know how you pushed the desk over to the door? It seems like somebody else could probably just push it away (laughs) from the door. Right, right. Uh, The other thing I had was, oh, man, the breakfast of champions, a good old packet of hot dogs. (laughs) Mmm. I mean, you joke. Belial consumes an entire (laughs) unopened packet of hot dogs. I'm pretty sure he's not watching this figure at this point. I I enjoyed watching the individual Frankfurters fall into his basket. I meant that the hot dogs were fresh. Oh, yeah. They were not cooked. Yeah. Have have we have we like actually gone through it like a, an actual synopsis of what this movie is like? So I don't think so. No. Yeah. Sorry. You know I never do. <laughs> just really, just really quick to hit the main points. There's a guy. What's the main character's name? Dwayne. Belial. No. Oh, Dwayne. Well, I guess yeah, Belial, Belial could be the main character. I suppose. Um, Dwayne is the human uh, who Dwayne is Brent. carrying whoa, around his. Whoa! 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 All right, they're both both humans. They're both real. This is a story of, of, uh, you know, like (laughs) a guy fighting against the ableist culture of early 1980s New York. Yeah. He's carrying around his severed Siamese twin brother in a literal wicker basket with a lock on it. Uh, All around New York, uh, specifically trying to kill off the doctor's 
who separated them. That's literally it. Yep. And fun yeah. and, and hilarity ensues. That's <laughs> horror. Oh, that's it. it does horror it. ensues. Hard hard horror and bad blood being sprayed on the walls. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing I loved about this wicker basket was that they had a lock on it. Where we see in the movie theater, somebody easily just kicks it off because yeah, just kicks it it's right wicker. <laughs> yeah. You can't like screw on a lock to wicker. No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he could bust out of that even if he wanted to. Yeah, but that was the thing, because it's not about people not getting in. This is what you're missing. This it's is this is some of this out. is some of the the deep filmmaking and storytelling. No chops that were on display in this movie it's not about you're right (laughs) Uh -uh. it's not about keeping the public out it's about keeping belial in wow and if we really dive down that rabbit hole of intended (laughs) uh, thought process by no i'm I'm kidding (laughs) uh it's pretty bad big old stinker of a movie all right well can can we all agree that belial who is this literal blob of rubber uh Mm -hmm. is his face, when you see his teeth, is actually kind of terrifying. Does, does yeah. anyone else agree with that? Okay. And the I, noise he makes is It's yeah, the noise for yeah. me, man. <laughs> this is part of the, like, remembering, like, the memories and, like, kind of being brought back to that place and then, like, kind of thinking about, oh, like, why would a... God, I don't know, six-year-old. <laughs> like, why would a why would a six-year-old? Oh, it's right because a six-year-old. This is fucking frightening because that thing kind of looks human, but it's not. But that mm-hmm. fucking noise to this day, that that noise just like sends shivers up my spine. And partly because I was watching it last night, uh, and it wasn't like late, but like Steph was in bed. And I had the I had the volume down low, but that noise is so loud and it's yeah. so distorted and it just hits every frequency as hard as it can. It's like it's like first I'm like fumbling for the remote, be like, turn this shit the down. What the <laughs> fuck? And then I'm like, oh god, like why is this still so like grating and, and yeah. like sh- making me feel uncomfortable? I don't think these people are geniuses by any stretch of the imagination, but I think they hey, stumbled. Up, I think they stumbled upon something that's like legitimately creepy. It, it's yeah, it, it's unsettling that noise. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty no awful. Kidding. And by the third time, it's also hilarious. It's it's also <laughs> well, just yeah. like some like wailing rage mockery of anything. When he they're in the hotel room, he he throws a full on like child's tantrum and starts oh throwing things around, and that's when it was kind of funny. It was like it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like, what and they switched to doing? the, the stop motion. I'll throw them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These papers we worked super hard to get to find and murder people. Oh, I'm just gonna toss them everywhere. Yeah. His yeah. impulse control is not great. I I did that was when I laughed was the stop motion scene of him throwing a tantrum in the hotel room. <laughs> that was some good old fashioned stuff. The stop motion, motion is real real great. Yeah. Um my my favorite moment is the part where he hides in the toilet from the cops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. that is got to be the best part. Little 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 game of hide and seek he plays with Dwayne who's like searching for him like knowing his uh-huh. favorite haunts like oh are you 
are you out the window? Are you hang? Are you hanging from the scaffolding of the building? Or are you? Nope. I'm in. I'm in the toilet. I'm in the toilet. Little little hand. Yeah. Little, little hand raises hey. out of it. Hanging and now, does Belial need to hold his breath while in the toilet? What do we think? <laughs> I think Belial well, I mean, is like. I don't a, want to pull on that string too much. <laughs> the anatomy of Belial, real quick. I think. I think he's yeah. just able to hold his breath really long. Like you know how like yeah, uh, let's go with that. I like that. Uh, okay. Like he just otters or seals and stuff. They they sleep underwater, right? Because they can mm-hmm. hold their breath for like an hour at a time. I think Crazy. that's a lot. Well, he's probably yeah. used to holding his breath being under uh, the main character's armpit for most of his life. So, <laughs> hey, true. I that's... think uh, probably built up his chops there a little bit. You joke, but that just makes logical sense. Just another yeah. example of just expert level storytelling. Right. Well thought out storytelling. No. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. See that. See, I mean, far far be it for me to ever convince CJ that a movie is good. I mean, you still probably still haven't seen Goonies or some shit. I love the Goonies. <laughs> what's, I hate what's, the Goonies. This is this is the time. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Damn, get him! I didn't watch. You, I didn't watch the Goonies the until Goonies? much later in life, so I didn't have the nostalgia. And the I think the nostalgia is the only thing that keeps that movie going. It's fine. Just tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Right. Right. That's a dude. Rocky Road. Come on, man. It's it's a fun. Anyways, movie. Here, here's here's a question, that, and and I posed this pre-taping, which caused us to tape immediately, and and I just maybe this will help me level set with you, CJ, like where the where in the world you're coming from. Mm-hmm. We we you're you're doing this whole month of episodes about the first movies that like really scared your guests. What are your movies? That really scared you guys first, and and, and CJ, I want to let this simmer in your brain for a while, and so you can just have to sit in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ken, what's the what's the first movie that like really scared you? So I'm trying to remember. I can't. I have an awful memory. So the first thing that's going to come to mind is something I watched in high school called The Strangers. Uh, and I think that movie. I remember driving back home from the theater with a friend. And literally checking the back seat like 20 times on the drive home just because I, I mean, that has nothing to do with the movie, but like I was just that afraid. You were just freaked out. You were freaked that out. Things are just there that I'm not aware of and I need to be looking for it in the corners. Now, and, had you, yeah. had you watched like scary movies, horror movies prior to that? I'm sure I, yeah, I definitely had. I had seen Blair Witch before that. Um, that one oh, definitely Blair scared me as me. well. Blair, Blair Witch, I couldn't. I didn't go to yeah. sleep until the sun came up, and I, you know, I knew it was fake, but but it got me enough. Yeah, that that got uh, Carissa, who recorded the episode pre- in, earlier in this month. Uh, that oh. also uh, covered that, but that I've listened uh, to because yes, absolutely, <laughs> it already came out. Uh huh. I don't. I don't remember specifically being scared by that. Um. But I definitely remember the strangers scaring the fuck out of me. Specifically because like the whole movie, it, it's just people in a house, but there's people who have broken in and they're not even aware of it, and yeah. they just show up in the background of scenes like out of focus, and you're like, holy shit, turn around, <laughs> they're right there. I don't know. It, it's yeah. it's so good, and it still holds up today. And yeah, that's that's. I I, I like it. I like it because it's. I mean, there's some jump scares in that movie for sure, but there's this creepiness that I think everyone can understand. Everyone's felt that before. It taps mm-hmm. into this normal thing. Dude, so I, I moved in this new house, man. I, there are times I am creeped out. I am no longer 
in the safety of the eighth floor of, of some mm-hmm. building. I'm, I'm closer to the ground level and uh, it's bigger than any home I've ever lived in. And so like <laughs> shit gets dark and weird. Not, I'm, I'm not sure I'm about it all the time. And a lot of places it, someone could hide, right? It, it, dude, that's that strangers thing, man. Yeah. C, CJ, what's what's it for you? I have no idea what the movie is, but I have a vivid memory Ooh. of being so oh, scared I, are, from are a you movie. In on this? We're doing. <laughs> we're trying to figure this out, aren't we? Yeah, I want, definitely want to figure this out. All right. <laughs> I I can't begin to describe it, so I, I it's not going to be my. I have a, a backup <sighs> answer though. This was like in fifth grade. I remember seeing they showed us a movie that involved people dying off. And I was just mean, like, what do you mean? They showed you like, are you talking about in school in class? Yeah. <laughs> so was this a film? Okay. Script? I, people dying I don't off. know. Is this like, and then there were none or something like that. Or maybe. Like, yes. Okay. Oh, Wait, okay. Are you looking it, it up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I think that actually might be right. What, what's huh. yes. Right. That's it. I think, <laughs> I think you nailed it. Wow. Wait, what's what's and then there were none. Is this like Agatha it's a, Christie? It's an Agatha Christie adaptation. Yeah, yeah, like it's, Ten Little Indians. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought it was at first. I, I was googling that, but it was in black and white, so it was. And then there were none. Okay, shit, dude. Well, at least wow. your first is a fucking classic, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's great. What was your backup? Uh, that makes me so happy that you nailed it on the first guess because <laughs> that's been haunting me for decades and I've had no idea oh, dude, that's amazing. what this good, was. Good, good work. Ken, you, you get a cool. plus one to the trivia section. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> you, wow, I get points. That you don't already. participate in. Yes. My, my <laughs> backup backup? answer, though, was um, that I remember like one of the first years that I stopped trick-or-treating as a kid. So probably like middle school sometime i'm guessing when then i like stayed home watching tv while people were coming to our house trick-or-treating and seeing halloween for the first time and remember being super scared of that yeah that was that's what i think of it as like my first like horror movie dude mission failed successfully yeah (laughs) so so then to to, kind of add on to this conversation I'm, i'm curious like like ken i know you're a big fan of horror movies CJ, if I recall, you are not, Correct. Uh, as you are not a fan of any movies because you've never seen <laughs> really any of them. Uh huh. But I, I'm curious what you might think. Like, why? Like, CJ, what if anything can you come up with? Like, why did those experiences turn you off? Which is probably easier to answer. Versus hmm. Ken, why did those experiences make you want to come back? And and like keep watching this stuff. CJ, you go first. I hate jump scares. I hate that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. It's, yeah, I think so, it's, it's so cheap, you let I don't the, like it. The what what do I want to call it? The instincts built into all living creatures. Yeah, to avoid like danger. Uh huh. You listen to those. Yeah. That's that story checks out. That makes sense. <laughs> That's <laughs> At least why it's one an easier answer, right? Like, yeah, it, I, I, it, it always, I've always kind of like wondered, like, not wondered. I think there's a fun conversation of like why people like horror movies. Why, why at times are some of the like most popular movies that that come out, or at least consistently. But Ken, mm-hmm. what's what's your excuse? All right. So, I mean, this isn't the first time I've been asked this. Uh, it's the same reason that people jump out of airplanes and go skydiving. It's it's a thrill. It's, it's mm. a literal thrill you get from being scared. And 
that's just how it, it associates in my mind at this point. I wasn't always a big fan of horror movies. It wasn't until college when I finally like started diving in and, uh, well, I was alone a lot cause I finally had <laughs> like my own room, right? I, I could oh, watch this, movies this, this, this conversation is going to a place I didn't intend. <laughs> Took a turn. It was, yeah. I could, yeah. I could cry alone in the darkness <laughs> and it would be great. Yeah. Um, but, but even beyond that, I, I think horror movies ha- really touch on a lot of subjects that other movies like can't even get to creatively. Like there's so many different ways a horror movie can go that you wouldn't expect or that can be new and, and really surprise you. And that's what I really can, what, what drives me to continue watching horror movies going forward that and, and quote unquote genre movies, right? Um, yeah. Sci-fi, other, other things like that. Um, that's, that's what really attracts me to it. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it for me too. Like the, I think the initial thing that kept me coming back to horror movies is like, I just like monsters. Like I, I like w- my favorite horror movies are like monster horror movies. And mm. at the same time, like, you know, like I really, I, I'm like a low key big fan of Godzilla. Like I'm a, uh, you, you know, I, like anything that's like monster creature related, just kind of ties into the same like Saturday morning cartoon bullshit that, that most of us grew up on. So, so I like that, that, that I think is the first thing. And then as I got older and watched more things um, and, and stuff like, yeah, then it became that other thing more of like this ability to explore uncomfortable realities in, in safe ways. Right. Cause you know, it's a movie. Mm-hmm. This isn't a, there's plenty of horrific documentaries out there and, Man, that a whole other conversation about can be had about like serial killers and the and the rise of like true crime stuff. That here's an idea: Va- uh, February Valentine's month, women talking about their favorite true crime media. <laughs> I think there's something Sounds there. There's something there, and I don't understand it exactly, uh, or, at, or at all. But like at times, it feels like women are the biggest fans of this sort of shit. Which oh, seems that's definitely like true. You're, you're also yeah. most likely to be the victims. So what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Right. Anyways, I digress. Yeah, just like being able to to explore like uh, these un- un- uncomfortable things. And you know, CJ, you bring up Halloween. Halloween's a perfect example. It is. It is this like monster movie, this slasher, this slow burn, this anxiety. Um, it has elements of like the strangers in it a little bit. This like you know, somebody invading the idyllic setting of these like suburban homes. I think that's what does it for me is specifically the home invasion part. Yeah. But but it's, it's, it's this whole thing. John Carpenter said is it, the, the movie is about the fact that bad things exist everywhere. And at that point in time, you know, there was this perception that, you know, Hey, the suburbs are safe. You know, it, it was like at the end of white flight, all the, middle-class folks had gotten out of cities and lived in suburbs. It's like, yeah, man, shit's still pretty fucked up though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also Michael Myers is just a a really fucking good bad guy. You you can do a lot with a dude who doesn't talk and just murders. Yeah. I think that's what makes it work even better than your typical monster. He's slow moving. That's even creepier. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Like him and him and like a Jason Voorhees, like Mm -hmm. they're, they're going to get you. Right. They don't need to run. They will get you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. 
But just getting back to basket case for a minute and just like just like the fun of like reliving all this stuff but like one of the things cj i think you're on record like you did not like this movie surprise surprise no Um, (laughs) i I, but i'm i'm I'm, i'd be curious to know like what you what if any horror movies you've seen lately that you liked um just because i'm always curious trying to figure out your tastes but one of the things the, the things i like about this movie are yeah like everyone's really Everyone involved in this movie is really trying. Like they they know what their budget is. They know mm-hmm. what is going to come out. But nobody just like phoned it in. Like yeah, they're hammy actors. And it was at a time where like you could be that almost like theatrical, like over traumatic. Like I, I would call it Shakespearean, but that's just because I don't know any better. Like whatever. Like the 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 first guy who's tr- who's trying to avoid getting murdered by he doesn't even know what. He just that, thinks there's something in the house, and he's scared to death. That was <laughs> another thing I had written down in the first, yeah, like two minutes of the movie. The guy is scared running around, and like only the lights turning off goes, oh, God, no, no. It's right. like, dude, the lights just went out. I'd like, calm down. Right, right. And, and, and tell yeah, me you so- wouldn't react exactly the same if that started <laughs> happening to you. Oh, God. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it's real, like you realize something actually is happening right now, I would yeah, probably as, freak as the as fuck out kid, too. Yeah. As a kid, if the lights, if like the power went out, I was exactly that. Oh, God, what's happening? Oh, <laughs> well, I, <gotta> die. <laughs> I mean, I don't know which came first in this chicken or the egg here, but like, yeah, <laughs> right. No, but like everybody, everybody really like kind of tries the best they can with what they, ha- they, they made a competent, a relatively competent movie with the means at their disposal. It just wasn't that, that good. There's just nothing like, there's nothing I find like offensive about it. I thought the, the gore makeup was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then especially when I think about like it was made in like the early '80s or some shit, like probably even better. So, th- so there's all that. Like, so hold on, N- nothing you found offensive about it? <laughs> Not even the uh, the the final uh, kill <laughs> thing that happens. Somebody's asleep. Uh, Somebody's asleep, a, and then sexual act. murdered, and then some sexual act happens <laughs> on that person. I mean, no. <laughs> I I know that it's not real. <laughs> Yeah, so, like so it did, but that—that's not what I meant by by offensive. I mean, like offensively bad, right? Like, like okay. just like like those movies that just clearly don't care enough, and it's like you know, there's you know discontinuity and this and that and the other. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying that this is like a perfect film by any stretch of the imagination, but like that—that's what I mean. Like, they they bothered to make this make sense. The other right. thing that I like a ton about this and about any movie that's kind of set like this, I, I, I'm so intrigued by the uh, uh, 70s and 80s New York. You know, oh, it's, yeah. I can't imagine, it's like the closest that we'll ever get to like, I don't know, the 1920s, 1930s, where you like, like it's like tenement housing and, and flop houses and shit is like, fucking dirty and gross like Times square is a fucking nightmare mm-hmm. you know and, and and yet this was like accepted and this is like part of america that there's just something about it that i can't totally wrap my head around that's just so different from how we live today that's really just intriguing to me so the fact that like the whole thing 
took place in like a short term hoteling situation. And, uh, you know, there's all these scenes uh, in Times Square and kind of like focusing on that grittiness. I, I just really like that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I mean, I, I, a lot of the 70s and 80s horror, especially like B movie horror, anything that, yeah, touches on New York City around that time is is kind of intriguing. Um, yeah, nobody's, I know nobody's this, going out to Long Island. Like it's all like no. it's all like seedy Times Square shit. Right. I know this director specifically, Frank Hedden Hedenlotter, something like that. Um, a lot of his movies take place uh, in and around New York you know, around that time frame. Um, which I've surprisingly seen three of his movies now, which is uh, wild. But we'll get into that in trivia. Uh, but by the way, do you guys want to play some trivia? Segway. CJ, are you up for it? Yeah, I'm up for it. Let's go. Right. Let's go. Now, I think this I think should be a good one because I stayed away from this movie for so long. And just explain, mm-hmm. like, just because there was this thing in the back of my head that's like, well, I've seen it and it scared me. I don't need to watch it again. <laughs> Self defense mechanism? I, I think so. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, for new listeners, this is the part of the show where we pit our guests and CJ head to head to see who knows the most about what we watched. Danny, CJ, are you two ready? Ready. Yeah. All right. First question. Uh, just closest. What was the budget for this movie? Oh, God. I'm terrible at these questions. Uh, I mean, they had to make B- Belial and all that gore. <laughs> uh, $30,000. Okay. That's a pretty good guess. Because that's 30000 yeah, then eighties dollars. Yeah, like twenty million today. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, I'm gonna say like fifty grand, fifty thousand dollars. CJ, you were closer. You were actually really close. It was thirty five thousand dollars. Dang, nice dude. Yeah, you're getting better at that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't feel like it, but yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Uh, next question: Why was the actress who plays Sharon, who eventually goes on some dates with with the main character, and Spoiler alert, dies and gets, uh, <gasps> well, uh, why was she wearing a wig, like a very obvious wig in this movie? Well, so I know the answer to this. Oh, right. Cause <laughs> you watched what I watched. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I watched the Joe Bob Briggs version. I generally was skipping through anything he had to say, except for this fun fact. All right. Well, this won't count. Well, do, you, do you just want to say the answer? I have no idea. So I just want to know what the yeah. answer is. She shaved her head because she was in a punk band called the Tattooed Vegetables. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Isn't that great? <laughs> beautiful. And apparently the director was pretty upset because she had a full head of hair beforehand and then showed up on set and was like, oh, by the way, I shaved my head. So that's why it's a super obviously fake blonde wig. Yeah. That's why I like watching uh, the Joe Bob Riggs ones. Like, I don't love his character just because i don't know it's a the whole southern thing is meh, but uh he is extremely knowledgeable and uh it's just kind of fun breaking up the movie that way especially for these you know more flocky like yeah 80s stuff um, yeah speaking of that's how uh both meg and i have gotten exposed to more of frank Hen- and lotters but i really look that up uh movies and pre before even watching this we were watching another one of his movies where Dwayne Bradley uh, appears with a wicker basket in it, making a cameo. Wow. In what other film does Dwayne and the basket make a cameo? Oh, come Good on, luck. I'm supposed to oh, name boy. a movie? 
I actually have no idea this guy made other movies. All right. So I'm going to give you two names and you can pick one. All right. Okay. Was it brain damage or Uh was it Frankenhooker? Jesus. (laughs) What I was hoping is that um, one of them wouldn't be the name of a horror movie. And it'd be like, aha, I know the names of horror movies. I got you there. But now you really fucked me. I'm going to go with the latter. Frank and Hooker. Frank and Hooker. Yeah. You know, just to to try to get a point on you, I'm going to say brain damage. But I'm like almost positive he didn't make that. He did make that. He did? Yes. (laughs) Screw you, dummy. He did. You got the point. And that's that's it. Yeah. uh, Brain damage is like pretty similar where there's a dude and there's this rubber creature that uh, is like a parasite and attaches to the back of his neck and whispers weird things in his ear. Uh, mm. Pretty. It's, it's like a it's like so, a reverse basket case, right? Yeah. Instead of, instead of separating them, you put you put the creature on you. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so all tied up. But how many sequels did Basket Case spawn? I can't believe this, but two. Okay. I, I also know that it is two. <laughs> okay, that is correct. Yeah, I also can't believe that. Uh, apparently the uh, and CJ probably knows this from from watching Joe Bob, but apparently the actor who played Dwayne Bradley is currently working on writing a fourth no. uh, sequel. Oh. God bless him. Sure, can't can't be good. But no. how long do you think he's been working on this masterpiece? Yeah, I'm sure years. This magnum opus. Uh huh. God. All right, well, that's it. So it's all tied up. So mm. time for the tiebreaker. What is the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage? Just closest. And I realize that whoever goes first actually still has kind of a uh, disadvantage. So if you want to, I don't know, text me your answer <laughs> to make it even. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. All right. I see. Bring in, bring in technology into this shit. Huh? Yeah. I'm trying, like, I'm thinking maybe most critics are maybe more thinking Danny's line of thought. Like, if you kind of go into it knowing it shouldn't be taken seriously. But I still think it's pretty bad. Let's do that. All right, I have both answers. Danny, you answered 40%. And CJ, you answered 56%. (laughs) It's a very random number. Um... (laughs) But CJ, you are closer. Yeah. So that means you're the winner. Yeah. All right. What's hold on answer? to your butts. Hold on to your butts. It's seventy six percent. Okay. You know what? What, what I should have what I should have taken into account is like the reviewers are reviewing it decades afterwards, and the only people who yeah. are going to bother to review it are the people who are mm-hmm. primed to like it. Already so, invested. CJ, good on you. Yeah, that's probably it. All right, what, just for fun, what do you think the audience uh, percentage was? I don't know, 65? Like, okay. Yeah, like 70, right. 80. Okay, 54. Oh, okay. Less. That's, yeah. All right. Yeah. So probably in line with my guess. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, that was fun. Well, I'm curious, uh, what, what, did, what would we all rate this? So it's time for ratings. Ratings. Ratings, Danny, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate Basket Case for you? Uh, I'm going to put it at, I'll give it a six. I'd give it a six. Just like it's, 
it's definitely worth watching. It's definitely funny. Mm. If, if only for that noise alone, just so you can <laughs> experience that shrill, frightening, whatever it is. But it's also not something that like requires repeat watching. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I I've gone probably thirty plus years since since I've seen this movie. I could probably go another thirty years without seeing it. It's like, yeah, that that's where it is. Okay, CJ. Yeah. Okay. So let's review the scale here. Um, so we're starting out with a one because it is a movie. Uh, got a point there. Okay. <laughs> moving up. Wow. Uh, no, never good when you start using <laughs> this kind of scale. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really did not enjoy this. <laughs> it was pretty weird and uh, not that good. Uh, I did. I I agreed, Danny, that the the gore aspects were impressive given like the time and budget of this. Enjoyed that a bit. Awful, awful noise Bill Isle made. Um, yeah, maybe like I think I'm gonna go with like a three. <laughs> Wait, does Oof. the noise does does the noise add or take away? I'll never tell. <laughs> I, I think it takes away for you <laughs> and somehow adds for me. Yeah. Dang. Ken. Okay. For me, honestly, th- these are the kind of movies that Meg and I watched on Friday nights uh, as kind of a tradition. Um, we we like. Again, not to I keep talking about Joe Bob, but we, that's the thing we would throw on. It's just to get through a uh, schlocky horror movie, but you get a bunch of additional info. Um, and these are the his, kind of movies his we stick is like his stick is like mystery science theater three thousand, but for horror movies, right? No, so he he doesn't talk during the movie. He plays the movie, but then like at like the commercial break, he'll break, that's, yeah, and then they yeah, show yeah, him yeah. and he talks about the movie a little bit. Gotcha. Um, yeah, used that's to, fun. Used to I mean, be wraparounds good, good on cable Friday night activity. Yeah, yeah. so uh, this is, I mean, definitely one of those movies, and it's yeah, not the best movie for sure, but it's still fun. And honestly, Belial scared me, so that's points for that. I think. I think I'm going to be in the handholding club with Danny. I think six is is a that's fair right. score. Here, I'll, I'll be gentle. My hands are supple. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I think it's it's not great. It's not my favorite movie. I would watch it again, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I would, but I never will. <laughs> CJ, yeah. what's what's your favorite horror movie? Do you have a favorite horror movie? Good question. I think at, at, like even though Halloween, I credit as sort of like the first horror movie that scared me. Revisiting that, I did really enjoy it. Um, so also, Halloween is my favorite horror movie as well. Oh, wow. wow. Nice. So you and I are also in a hand-holding club. Yeah. <laughs> also, last week, wink, we did A Nightmare on Elm Street, and I, I, I enjoyed that. That was kind of a fun one. I, I yeah, sort of knew not to take it. Yeah. I, and I think that's what I need for these types, too, is to know what mindset to go into these with. Where in Nightmare on Elm Street, I kind of was like, yeah, I kind of, I know about the shtick of it. I'm not going to take it seriously. I don't think there's any like amazing acting in this that I should be paying attention to. There's not. That was pretty bad. Uh, Johnny Depp. I think you would, you. I think you would have more favorites okay. if you, if you sat down and watched like the classics that you're missing, right? Cause you had never yeah. seen Nightmare on Elm Street, but now you kind of liked it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Have you ever seen the original Friday 13th? I have to assume so at this point, but maybe not. 
You would. I think you would I know. I, yeah, I, I think. Know. I think you'd know if you did. Like yeah, ripping, ripping through, ripping through like a Friday the Thirteenth marathon on, I don't know. Let's say a Friday the Thirteenth is is like a a pretty fun thing to do, and it's yeah. I, I would encourage you to check it out sometime. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Just if only to cover that base. Yeah. Well, Danny, thank you for joining us. This was uh, truly a pleasure. Oh, uh, the, the pleasure! The pleasure is all mine. I look forward to this all year. We, we will continue Love to it. keep having you back on for for October, and you know, maybe we'll try to have you on another time of the year too. I, I don't maybe. know. Who knows? Have, yeah. If you if you end up doing that Valentine's Day episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you. I think there's something about. Like talk, talking to women about what is your favorite true crime thing and then just posing the question, like, why do you think this is popular amongst women and why? Just to, just to, just to hear what people have to say, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it would be interesting. Yeah. So don't, don't invite me for that one, actually. <laughs> okay. You just want to listen. I want to listen. Yeah. All right. Well, but, I'm sure Meg would come on for that because she loves that. Thank, yeah. thank you guys so much for having me. This is really fun. I, th- I think this is a really interesting topic to, to think about. And I appreciate the little journey down um, horrifying memory lane uh, that, that it took me on. Great. Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. And we appreciate you coming back on. Uh, CJ, what do we have to plug here? You can follow us on all the things at OverTalkingPod. Text us at USACAT1591. Email us at gmail.com. Go to our website, OverTalkingPod.party. You can type in the word Danny. Find all of his previous episodes. Hey. Definitely. Uh, oh, no, they're here. It's <laughs> <laughs> the quick one. Uh, the OverTalking Overlords are in full Halloween attire, which is hard to distinguish from their normal... Uh, Attire, except for, of course, the Michael Myers mask. Yes, I can see that. Uh, they're here to remind me, to remind you, if you like the show, please go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and rate and special review. Reviews are to help people find this podcast. Also, we spend no money in advertising, so if you like to help us find friends, spread the word. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and if you want to check out old Double Murder podcast episodes, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. As well. yeah, yeah, Double Murder podcast that comes up. Do you want you something funny? Uh, so the engineering manager I worked with when I was on the product team, he left our, the company that some of us, all of us work for <laughs> and went to a different company, this little like uh, e-commerce startup called Amazon. And uh, he's, yeah, might have heard of he's working uh, on the Alexa team and he's bringing the Alexa podcast service to market. And so I was like, huh. hey, bro, you know, if... Somehow, double murder just for like a day finds itself as like the number one recommended thing. I would not be upset about it. <laughs> so, fingers crossed. All right. Nice. We'll, we'll cross our fingers for you, but also maybe us. We'll yeah. <laughs> you guys could be right after. All right, cool. And as we always say, <laughs> Happy Halloween. Bye. Happy Halloween! This spooky over-talking podcast episode was produced by Ken and CJ, edited by CJ. Special guest this week was Danny. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.